You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to Will and Bibby on 95.7 The Game. Okay, rocking and rolling here on Willard and Dibs. Keep it coming. 888-957-9570. Xfinity mobile text line. We're watching you as well. The Warriors take on the Phoenix Suns tonight right here on 95.7 The Game. we got some stuff to get into with regard to that game. And James Wiseman ending up in Santa Cruz. We'll have that for you in about 15 minutes. Another reminder that George Kittle is going to be on with Damon Arado today right here on 95.7 The Game at 5 o'clock. But Jesse Rogers of ESPN is on with us right now, MLB Free Agency. Hey, Jesse, what's cooking? Everything's good. Good to talk to you guys again. What's happening there? Yeah, man, uh, we're uh, we're excited, except for we're not sure if we're supposed to be excited. <laughs> it feels like the Giants keep telling everybody we're about to open up a huge bag, and the impatience is at an all-time high. So how do you see this going o- over the next month or two? Yeah, I mean, you don't hear many executives come out the way uh, your guy did and declare um, basically there's no price too high, right? I mean, maybe I'm paraphrasing, but not too far from that. When they do that, they usually back it up because they're they're really going to dig themselves a hole if, 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 if they say that and they don't follow up. So I think it it is good news to be public about it. Um, there could be some drawbacks. Maybe you lose a little leverage here and there, but there also could be some some positives to it because now you've, you've, you've got a rotating, uh, you know, door for in term, or one of those circular doors of agents coming in and out. Right. You know what I'm talking about? So um, I think, I think the giants have been sort of no pun intended, a sleeping giant for a few years. I think you guys would agree. There's been money to spend. Um, they usually have good attendance there. I think they want to make sure they have a couple stars in the lineup. Um, I'm based in Chicago and I see the same thing with the Cubs. Like if you're not going to win, you better have a few stars in the lineup, and I think both teams could use that kind of thing, talking about the Cubs and Giants, just for an example. Um, teams that usually have good crowds, um, they expect stars, and then they expect to win, and maybe both if you can get both. So I, I do think the Giants are going to follow up the, 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 the uh, sort of things they've said with opening up the purse strings. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't. It would be stunning if they didn't. And the attendance, by the way, the lowest it's been since this new ballpark got built in the year 2000. So the pressure is on. And all the fans want to talk about the one star, Aaron Judge. What do you think the likelihood is that Judge leaves the Yankees and comes to San Francisco? I still think it's pretty low, um, just for a lot of reasons that you guys can guess. It's just he's Mr. Yankee right now. Um, The egg on the face of ownership and Brian Cashman would would probably be just too too stinky for, for them to let this happen. Um, he certainly made a lot of money this season, and I, I think he's going to return. That's kind of the consensus. But look, once Freddie Freeman left Atlanta, I guess anything is possible because he was Mr. Brave, right? 
Um, we see it all the time. It's not. It, it, it can't be completely shocking if he leaves, but I'd still use the word surprising. So um, I, I'd certainly put the Giants in the team photo if he does leave in terms of um, teams that will line up and be ready for him. I think that's obvious, but I don't I don't think he's leaving. I think they're going to get it done. Yeah, Jesse, uh, Jesse it's, it's interesting because I think even even we out here can acknowledge it's sort of like, why, why would you do that? Why, why, like, you're Aaron Judge and it's the Yankees. Why would you do that? But the, the one question I still have is, let's go back to the beginning of the season and the Yankees publicly stating, here's what we offered him, and he wouldn't take it. It, it, it. And that clearly upset him. Do you feel like there are still hurt feelings there? Probably not, because it's just the way things go. I mean, Juan Soto's offer was leaked. Um, I think the team sometimes feels like they have to, to do that, to leak it, so... So they saved some face. I mean, look, we offered this guy $300 million, right? and he turned it down in Juan Soto's case, um, and, and we traded him. I, I don't think so because it's just the way things work. Um, I, 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 look, people said that he was upset that he got booed there. Yeah, you in, a, in the moment, you can be upset you got booed. In the moment, you can be upset an offer leaked. But at the end of the day, you're going back to your mansion. At the end of the day, you just hit 60-plus home runs. At the end of the day, you're adored. You're going to make 300 plus million. I mean, really, is, are we going to be that petty? I'm not saying it never happens, but I, I, the, from everything I know about Aaron Judge, I don't think anything like what uh, what happened in the spring with an offer here or a booing there is going to is going to dictate where he goes. He's, he's going to go where he's happy, and I think that's going to be back in New York, where he is still beloved, despite a momentary you know, lapsed by the fans booing him during the playoffs. So if Judge does stay in New York and the Giants are forced to pivot to the next free agent, what other name is out there that you think they could be in the mix for that would move the needle out here to where they need to to get fans re-engaged in the product? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to move the needle anything, you know, near Aaron Judge, but I, I, Brandon Nemo would be a good fit. The thing about the Giants reminds me of a few clubs sort of trying to get back up they have a lot of needs like you could you could you could fill a lot of spots there with free agents um brandon nemo i think would be a good one you want a veteran michael brantley i think even though he finished the season hurt is a is a good leader still has some game left i mean obviously if you wanted any of those shortstops they're there for the taking if you offer them the right amount um first base is kind of open a little bit right or could be or dh um jose Abreu, i know is 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 um, liked by a lot of teams. He's more than likely going to leave the White Sox here. Couple-year deal, nothing serious. The Padres like Abreu. I think the Astros like Abreu. The Rays have looked at Abreu. Um, that's a player that you could fill a few holes, whether it be first base or DA. So I, I think there's obviously talent. I just mentioned a few guys. Good talent. Nothing close to Aaron Judge, though. But Instead of spending three hundred million on one guy, maybe you spend it on three guys, and you can you can get a lot done that way. Jesse Rogers, ESPN, on MLB free agency with us. Willard and Dibs, ninety five seven. The game. What's the uh, what's the buzz with Carlos Rodon? How, how do you think that one plays out? The buzz at the GM meetings was that he was going to leave and he was going to end up in Texas. Uh, now, usually, when something happens that obvious so early in the off season, it doesn't happen at the end of the day. But that was the early word. He lives down in the Dallas area, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, a lot of people think that the Rangers, including myself, are really going to go hard after pitching and might surprise people not just signing one, but maybe even two big names on the mound. You don't hire Bruce Bochy just to sort of you know, finish in third place. That's a tough division now. Um, but the, 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 uh, the scuttlebutt was he'd end up in, in Texas, 
and it only makes sense for I mean it makes sense for a couple reasons, and the only reason it doesn't make sense is because it's it's sort of been the obvious play going back a couple weeks, and usually the obvious doesn't happen during the hot stove season. But uh, I do think he's probably going to leave the Giants. The hot stove, it's a funny thing that you you call it that because it feels like it takes a long time for the stove to actually heat up. Where are we in terms of the stove and how hot, how soon will it get hot? Are we all waiting for Aaron Judge to be the first one to drop, or will that come more toward the end of the quote-unquote hot stove? No, I don't think that's going to come towards the end. I, I could actually see that happening maybe in the middle. That could be a winter meetings thing where they hammer it out, or maybe even before that. Here's the thing. Um... You're, you're, the signings you've seen, unless I'm mistaken, any of the bigger ones, have been all back to their old team, right? The most recent one was Rizzo yesterday, Montero the other day with the Houston Astros. There's been a few others as well. Um, it is very early in the offseason. I know people don't want to hear that. They want to be like the NBA or the NHL or the NFL. It, it opens and everybody signs. It just isn't like that. Um, the GM meetings came a week early. They really did. So teams were just Feeling things out with other teams and agents. We saw a trade today. I think you'll probably see more trades than free agents early on here. And maybe by the time we get to the winter meetings, there'll be a steady flow. But I would imagine the bigger names, the Boris clients, it's going to be like the old days, pre-pandemic. It's going to be slow. Maybe a guy in December, a couple in January, one in February. Um, I think that's. I, I think we're going back to that. Whatever that normal sort of slow off season was, I think we'll go back to that. There's no reason to believe anything's going to happen here huge before Thanksgiving and certainly, you know, probably not to the winter meetings is my guess. Uh, Jesse, if you would, uh, let's project something uh, for a moment. I wonder what you'd say. Let's go to this time next year and tell me what the conversation is around Shohei Otani. Probably going to be a free agent um, or, or I, you know, I guess I should say, you know, potentially traded in July and then become a free agent. Um, I don't see the Angels getting it done. I just, I just don't. Now, I don't know the guy that well. If all he wants to be is where he is now, that's a different story. But if he wants to win, if he's done his deal in Anaheim and it just hasn't worked out, I think he'll probably go to free agency, even if he's traded in July. Um, and it'll be the most fascinating free agency we'll, we'll ever experience, right? Um, do you pay him $30 million as a hitter and $30 million as a pitcher? Is it something like that? Is it something crazy like that? Maybe so. Uh, I, I, unless the Angels turn it around here, I don't know. There's so much uncertainty there. They brought back their manager who's, you know, I don't think they're for the long term, Nevin. And they're, they're going to be sold. So my guess is he's either traded in July, but either way, he becomes a free agent. I don't think he'll be traded before the season starts here. I just might guess. I don't. Uh, I think they'll give it one more shot. They brought Tyler Anderson in. They're trying to win. But if things go south, I think then he gets traded. They get as much as they can for him, and he's a free agent, and it's a really fascinating offseason next year. Uh, great stuff, Jesse. Thank you so much. Hey, real quick, uh, Trey Turner, Dodgers or no? No, I'm guessing the Phillies. And uh, okay. again, a little bit of a scuttlebutt in, in, at the general manager's meetings. I'm guessing the Phillies. If not, maybe Boston if Bogart leaves. There'll be some musical chairs out east, but I'm going to guess the Phillies. Okay. All right. Hey, Jesse, thank you so Thanks, much. Jesse. You got it, guys. Peace. All right. There he goes. Jesse Rogers, ESPN. So uh, that was fun. Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, and all the Carlos Correa. All 
They're all going somewhere else. Yeah, Carlos Rodon going elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. He's going to Texas. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Rodon. Yeah, he's a horse. He's, he's got his new horse. Basically, what Jesse said is the Giants talked a lot about how much money they have to spend, but they're not getting anybody. Oh. So if if what Jesse says comes to pass. Farhan's got a whole lot of splaining to do. Oh, well, I, I mean... Brendan Nemo and a bunch of nothing. Well, the, so he said one thing and, and with which I completely agree because those are just predictions. But for a few months now, I've loved that the Giants have publicly been like, there is no price too high because that puts them in a position. You've got to go do it. Um, you got to go do it. There's not, like, they're at a spot. This offseason, to me, once it gets going, it's going to be more interesting than the regular season. Maybe that's not saying so much. Like, they've got to win the offseason. And that doesn't mean beat everybody. It just means in terms of their goals. Um, they have to get better. And that, to me, would be winning the offseason. You have to spend a lot of money. You have to spend a lot of money. It doesn't mean frivolously, but... We did this last year. Well, 19.6 right now for a, a platoon guy. That's spending money. Yeah, I mean they're no, they're so they are so far south of a hundred million dollar payroll. They yeah. need to be they need to be close to two hundred million. So they're uh, at uh, ninety two point two yeah, right now. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, when you got uh, Jocks nineteen point six, Crawford's at sixteen, Woods at twelve and a half, D. Sclafani's at twelve, Lestell's eleven and a half, Cobb's at nine, and Wilmer's at six and a half. Okay. So seven guys right now who are inked, and then you've got four arb threes, yeah. two arb twos, yeah. six arb ones, three pre arb threes, about nine pre arb twos, and, uh, and about twenty pre arbs. And a partridge in a pear tree. You got, so, a, I mean, you got a bunch of like a, low price nothing. They got a crap ton of money, is what they got. Yeah, so, this, according to Baseball even, Reference, they've spent ninety two point two. Even with the jock deal, so who cares? Like they're the, they've got to go spend a ton of money. They've got to be in the top 10 in the payroll. And every Agreed, single yeah. fan out there has a right to be terribly angry if they don't get that done. So positionally, we're looking at a first baseman, right? You're looking at upgrading at first base. Maybe. As a spot. Right now, according to War wins over replacement, Jose Abreu is out there, 36 years old. Second on the list is Rizzo. He's gone. Josh Bell at 30. That's an interesting one. Then Brandon Belt. He's fourth in war among first basemen. So, that, that and would, he's 35. That and would then not go over well. Yuli Gurriel, who's 39. Yeah. Not a lot Is of he great. really 39? Next year he'll be 39. Good Lord. Uh, do you need a second baseman? Um, I don't know. Second base don't have a lot of great candidates. Uh, Gene Segura is your leader in the war in terms of free agents. Adam Frazier, Josh Harrison, I, I, like these I, are just guys. I still don't know, and I know this gets uh, both uh, both baseball and emotional at the same time within their clubhouse. It's, there's a little bit of a sort of like, could Clay Thompson come off the bench? Is a similar question to, could Brandon Crawford play somewhere, somewhere else? I was going to get to the shortstop right, because like, that's where you can make a That's really where you can make some hay, right. So if Carlos, Turner, Correa, Bogarts, and Swanson it, are all major, major stars. If you can get Correa and, and Crawford and Estrada can platoon second base i'd be fine with that i have no idea if that would work I, can brandon do that would brandon do that 
I have no idea. It would be weird watching him work so the pivot weird. from the other side of the second base. So weird. Do you think he would ever grab a ground ball and then just throw it over toward the bullpen? Over all bullpen mess? <laughs> exactly. You're like, damn it. I thought. My you know, bad. I throw to my left. I don't throw That's to what my I right. Do. What are you doing? I third baseman, you probably I don't, don't need. You, you got a crap ton of third baseman. Yeah, but no, but you don't have any answers. Justin Turner is the leader in war. He's yeah. 38 this year. Yeah, they'll probably bring him back on a one year deal. Brandon Drury. He's just a guy. I don't hate him. No, I don't hate him. Thirty years old. He's a good little player. Yeah, but they, I, they, like, I don't. They're not going to do anything long term at third base because they got people down on the farm. Right, Casey Schmidt, whatnot. So, and the more um, I look at this list, and uh, shout out MLB.com, a great list of free agents by position and by WAR wins over replacement. Brendan Nemo is probably a major target. Eight point seven WAR by far and away the best among center fielders who are free agents. Very very good player, right? Not box office, and I get that. The box office for some of those free agents is going to have to come after the fact when you're like, oh, they're winning and he's oh. good. It, it's not Brandon Nemo, agreed, right? But that's if not it's gonna, oh, if it's Judge and Nemo, you're stoked. Oh, if that's it's, a great offseason. right? If yeah. it's, I mean, if it's Nemo and Correa, uh, that's great. That's great. Sure. If it's even Nemo, if it's Trey Turner, if it's Nemo and Josh Bell, if how it's we doing? Nemo and I'm just gonna pick on. Which, uh, by the way, it, when we went through those SI predictions last Cole week, Cole Calhoun. <laughs> no. When we went through that, Michael Conforto, didn't we do when we did the SI predictions, the top fifty free agents? Yeah, wasn't it Nemo and Bell? It was Nemo, Bell, and Brantley, I think. Correct. Well, that's and that's down the list. Yeah, that's down the list. But yeah, it was yeah. Nemo and Bell, and you poo pooed it. Yes. You dis you flicked it. When as we like get, a lime through Corona bottles. Oh wow, I could go for a Corona. Don't miss me, Mad Dog in the Fog uh, Tuesday. <laughs> Mexico takes on Poland seven a.m. I'll be drinking. I gosh, I really like that's a fun remote. I really would like to watch you get wasted before the show. That would be fun. Yeah. It's Mad Dog in the Fog on Hate Street is one of the great soccer bars. So good. Great for soccer. And so seven AM, it's gonna be packed. Mexico and Poland. These two countries, they well, I don't even know if they know each other. Yeah, throw the records out. Yeah, the records are zero and zero. Robert Lewandowski. Will, will, will Mad Dog in the Fog be going off for any World Cup match or just Mexico? How about for Team USA the day before? Oh, it'll be going off. It'll be going off. For every tavern, will be going off well, sure, for, for every USA, USA game. Yeah. Monday and Friday next week, USA, Wales, uh, Christian Bale on the pitch, or Black, Gareth Bale. Yeah, Black Friday. I always say Christian Bale. It's Gareth Bale. Mall or bar? Not Batman. Black Friday. Oh, I got Mall or bar? Uh, I'm going to be neither. Mall or bar? I got other plans, Mark. <laughs> I got other plans. And what? You got a leftover turkey sando? Yeah, something like that. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. something like that. You got a burp. It's just not going to be yours. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. got a busy Friday, so uh, I'll be recording USA England. Ooh. Oh, trust me. This is not... It's not... No, uh, I know. I know. It's a bad beat for your boy. <laughs> I'm like, can what we... The, any the other day... Best any other day plans. on the calendar. Can we do this? Oh, the best laid plans. I mean, good <laughs> Lord. Speaking of plans. Good God. The plan was not for James Wiseman to be at the G League this year. That was not the plan. That was not the plan. And I would like to, I'm sorry, I'd like to disagree with something I heard earlier today on 95.7 The Game. Morning Roast, or was it the pregame show with Joe Spadoni? Morning Roast. Okay, because never, I will not have you turn on Spadone. Two Thank people you. I, two people I respect very much, two people who have 
a lot of insight into the Golden State Warriors. One of them goes by the name of Bonte Hill. The other one goes by the name of Tim Roy. And both I of them... I thought you were going to go Shasky. No, no. Both of them said the same thing. Man. Wiseman to Santa Cruz? Eh, not a big deal. Players go down to the G League all the time when they're young. They do. They do. Not in year three when you're the number two overall pick. I'm sorry. It's a big deal. This was not the plan. Okay? This was not the plan at all. And in fact, you can look at something that Monty Poole said to Damon Ratto yesterday. And I quote, it's going to look bad at times. That's the way it is. That's what they committed to before last year. They decided to go all in on the future. I don't think it's going to lead to a championship this year. And quote, Monty Poole, NBC Sports Bay Area, dialed in with the Warriors. All in on the future. And that number one future piece, the number two overall pick, finally with health, could not get through the first month of the season without heading south. I'm sorry. I hear all the reasons, and I get it. I'm not going to use the B word. I'm not going to dismiss the rest of his career. I'm not saying it's over. But I'm also not saying it's no big deal. This is a huge deal. And yes, it is a demotion. It is not simply, oh, he needs minutes. That is part of it. He needs minutes. He's got to play. And the reason that he needs minutes is because he can't get him here. He's not good enough yet to even be an NBA player, let alone stand up to the number two overall pick in the draft. This is a huge deal for James Wiseman that he's in Santa Cruz tonight. I only think it's a huge deal if he goes down there and struggles and stays there. For him going down there right now, I don't think it's a huge deal yet, but... I think it could be a huge deal. Something I mentioned to you yesterday off the air, and it's an article from the sportingnews.com, the curse of the number two pick in the NBA draft. It, it's a real thing. And, you know, thoughts and prayers to Chet Holmgren taking number two overall this past year, and he's yet to play in an NBA game, and he won't this year because of a foot injury. Right. James Wiseman was taking number two Overall, if you look back to 2000, Mark, only one player taken <sighs> at number two is ticketed for the Hall of Fame. The Slim Reaper, the Durantula, Kevin Durant. Yep, that was a good one. Yeah, taken number two overall in, heck, 2007. A long time ago, Jeez, KD. Yeah. Look I at mean, you, KD. No, I like, right? He's been through major injury. Yeah. That thing on the back of his head is doing like a little bit of a LeBron thing. Like oh, he's yeah. got a little, right? I mean, it's a recession. KD, he's been around for a minute. Lamarcus Aldrich, taken in 2006. He's a good, he's a good very good player. Good player. Uh, and they did tiers on this article, and I love it because tier three, on the way to greatness, you've got, where is Ja? ja! And uh, Brandon Ingram, Jaw was taken in 2019, Ingram in 2016. Both are on their way, I think, to great careers. Good potential, but injury problems. Lonzo Ball, D'Angelo Russell, Victor Oladipo, Jay Williams, who mm-hmm. barely played with the motorcycle Gosh, accident. I thought Oladipo was going to pop, man. He was, he, was looking, amazing. he was looking so good. And then the injuries yeah, just really, yeah, really just, got to him. He can still be something. He's not going to be what he was. Tier 5, and this is, you know, there's a bunch of tiers. We'll get to the busts in a minute, but yeah. Tier 5 is the jury's still out tier. Uh-huh. Jalen Green, 
who was drafted number two overall in 2021, so two years ago, and James Wiseman. Wiseman, the jury is still out. And will, will the jury come back with a verdict over the next you know, couple of weeks even? If he goes to Santa Cruz and he... He's, what, 12 points and five rebounds in the G League? Then the jury will come back with a verdict, and the verdict will, yes, the verdict will be guilty. The charges are felony bust. Totally. Yeah, like, I get it. I get it. The bust list, by the way, just as we roll through this, Marvin Bagley III, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, (laughs) Derek Williams, Hashim the Beat, beat. Emeka Okafor, Darko Milicic, maybe the most famous number two oh, of all love time. Darko. And Stromile Swift. Yep, yep. So the those curse good of the number two pick. They should call those the tears of a clown. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, is tears what those of a down are. to Santa yeah. Cruz. So uh, <laughs> I, I find this to be a, a big deal. I find this to be a very, very unfortunate development that, that James Wiseman going into this year ends up in Santa Cruz. Uh, this quickly, we can get into it. 888-957-9570. That is the number. By the way, those of you who love to bring in the show on YouTube, our feed was down for a hot minute. It is back. Get back to YouTube right now so you can watch the show. Cleared to play. Dr. Brian Feely. We're going to get into Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Eric Armstead and more. Cleared to play coming up next on Willard and Dibs. Sorry, I'm just over here with a, my, a white man's overbite. Rick Astley, 35 years ago today. Man. And apologies to the recovering YouTube audience as the live stream is back uh, because they they think we're just dancing to nothing. Right. Uh, but they can't uh, hear the music. Correct. But Rick Astley, 35 years ago today. Uh, never going to tell a lie, uh, Dibs. Never going to tell a lie. I'm never going to give you up, Mark. And it's not only because I have an 11-week-old baby and I need this job. I actually like it. And That's I talk, good. I talked to Supper. If I would have won the $2 billion Powerball, I would have kept working. I, you know what? I always say the same for thing. For a day. <laughs> <laughs> you like, I would have showed up. So that I could say bye bye. Oh, say a lot of things. No, I do have a dream. Blow this thing sky high. This makes, and I'm not like I say. This is real now. This is real. And 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 Dr. Brian Feely cleared to play is here. We'll we'll jump in here with uh, with uh, with the good doc. Are you going Mark Luther King? You have a dream. I do. I have a like for real. Everybody does the if I won a bajillion dollars thing, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And and I'm not kidding. If I took any time off, I, first of all, I would still work because, like, I'm way too young to be that bored. I don't want 40 years of, like, well, what are you going to do today? Like, I would. Stand I'd, in the mirror and do your uh, boat yeah. exactly. <laughs> What do you want to do today? We man? as billionaires. I, right? I, I think I would still come in here. We could do this. Like, yeah, 9 to noon. I got this. That's fine. I'd work from home. Fine. For sure. <laughs> You're like, dragging me in here. First purchase, the Lucy app. Totally. Okay. <laughs> No, but I would. I would cruise around to people who meant a ton to me in life, just be breaking off envelopes of cash. That's cool. So Thanks, I would come Mark. in. Yeah. Appreciate it, Spadone, man. you'd get one. Kyle, we'll see. Yeah, Dibs. Yeah. I'm not telling you how much is in each envelope, but yeah. I, I Like, I would go, I'd take a month off and go on a tour of the country to, and just surprise people. Million dollars for you. Million dollars for you. Dr. Brian Feely, if you do a good job today, maybe a million dollars for you too. 
I'll take it, man. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> time was easy. Time for clear to play. We're going to take you inside the tent, get you updated on the latest injuries in the Bay. Proud to partner with UCSF Health on this segment and bring in Professor and Chief of Sports Medicine at UCSF, Dr. Brian Feely. Doc, there's not a whole lot. This is great. There's not a huge Bay Area list, uh, but there are some interesting things out there. And, and, and for instance... I was convinced, based on every doctor I listened to, there's no way Josh Allen is playing through that UCL injury. Man, he played, and he played the game of the year. I know he turned the ball over three times. They lost. What was your reaction to what he did? Yeah, I think when we think about UCL injuries and, you know, the proverbial Tommy John injury, it's very different in football players than in baseball players. So in football players, it tends to be a lower-level sprain. In fact, Josh Allen had a UCL sprain in 2018. He was able to come back from it. Um, it tends to be a contact injury, so unless you pitched through a elbow that's kind of degenerating and then popped your UCL, this is more usually a contact injury where you sprain things. And if you look at his injury mechanism, he was throwing, he got hit. It isn't like he can't necessarily throw after that. And the reality is, is that surgery for these for football players is really rare, especially in quarterbacks. And if you have to look back at Jake Delhomme and Carson Palmer were the last two quarterbacks that actually needed surgery for this. So even though it sounded like, gosh, it's a UCL injury, he's on his way to Tommy John. Um, most of the evidence suggests that he's probably going to be able to keep playing hopefully throw a few less picks and have a a fewer goal line fumbles. Yeah, I mean, you can hope, and I, I don't think you can blame the UCL for the dropsies at his own goal line, but functionality-wise, is it being able to put pace on the throws? Is that where he'll most likely be affected? Yeah, I think pace and a little bit of accuracy. You don't put nearly the same amount of torque on your elbow um, as a as a quarterback compared to a pitcher, but you're not going to be probably quite as accurate. You may not be able to get things into the scenes that we know he's able to do. Um, he's still going to be able to run. He's still going to be a great, effective runner. I doubt you can tell somebody like Josh Allen, hey, we're worried about your elbow, so stop running the football. So I don't think you're going to see a huge drop-off in his performance. Um, I would, all things considered, I'd much rather a quarterback that I was cheering for have an elbow injury like this than a thumb injury where you just can't grip the ball. Dr. Brian Feely, Dr. Pandy will be back next week. Dr. Brian Feely cleared to play today here, 95-7, the game on Willard and Dibs. Okay, Doc, Kyler Murray, we just got word about an hour ago that there's still very much a question mark for him on Monday night. When you're dealing with a hamstring injury and you use your legs as much as Kyler does, what are we looking at in terms of his return to play? Yeah, to be honest, I'd be surprised if he comes back um, this week. And if he does, I'm not sure how effective he is with his legs. I think a couple things with with hamstring injuries, as we you know we talk about hamstring injuries a lot in the NFL, but they tend to be something that takes. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Players out for four to six weeks. I think you combine that with playing at altitude and his general running style and the fact that Colt McCoy is 3-1 and one as his backup. I'd be kind of surprised if we see him play this week. Eric Armstead had a chance to play last week, didn't, and now he's got a chance to go again with the plantar fasciitis and the ankle issues. How difficult is it to return from the myriad foot injuries that he has? Yeah, I think it's really tough, and I think one of the things that we forget is when an athlete has one injury, that second injury is exponentially harder. And if you look at Armstead's history, it's kind of it's a little bit sad on Google. If you look up Eric Armstead injury, it goes into is Eric Armstead even playing anymore as one of the other searches? And I don't think that's fair. You know, he has two separate injuries. That stress fracture is probably on its way to healing. But plantar fasciitis, if you've ever had it, it can be the kind of thing that comes and goes almost on a day-to-day basis. If, if it's flaring up, you can't put a step down without pain. I don't see how he plays through that. Now, that being said, he's had a lot of rest. So hopefully that's given his body enough time to recover. And I think being not conservative when he's had multiple lower extremity injuries is the right way to go. Uh, Doc, the uh, 49ers and Cardinals will be playing at very high altitude uh, on Monday night. We know the Niners are in Colorado Springs preparing for that, but uh, what are they looking at? And, and you know, what, what kind of a challenge is this, if you will? Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a challenge to play at altitude. How much of that is mental versus physical is up for debate. Um, I was hoping you would ask this because I think we know for endurance athletes, it is a big deal. Like if you're going to go do a one-month cycling adventure up, in, up at altitude, you need to prepare by being in altitude. There really isn't that much evidence that you're going to perform any differently for athletes, for you know, essentially sprint athletes, but you're going to feel more out of breath. You're going to feel more tired. And depending on your so-called mental fortitude to understand you're going to be okay, you're just going to be a little bit short of breath, I think it makes all the sense in the world to prepare yourself by feeling that differently at Colorado Springs, but I don't think your performance actually suffers. Doc, great stuff. We appreciate you hopping in today. 
All right. Take care, guys. Okay. You too. Thanks, there Tom. it is. Dr. Brian Feely. The proceeding was sponsored by UCSF Health. What's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. And what's up next is your Wiseman calls. And then Steiny and Goo are going to jump uh, jump in here. Willard and Dibs also brought to you by ChooseChange.org on 95.7 The Game. JP with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Diggs. All right, JP, and back to the bench with you. Seriously. <laughs> Sorry, right? JP. I mean, right? But you can still do your thing. You can do your dance, make a little love. Get down tonight. Pool party's over. Okay. Everybody out of the pool. It's Adult Swim. That's what that is. Dookie! Everybody out of the pool. Yeah. Um, pool party's over. It's yeah. Adult Swim. It's time for Clay to come in and do laps. Back to the bench, Pool. Well, you're making Clay sound like an old guy, which leads us to Steve Kerr said what? Hold that thought. Um, also want to mention again, George Kittle, 5 o'clock today, Damon and Ratto. Um, and if you're just joining, uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reporting Kyler Murray is very much a question mark, sounding almost like a probably not for Monday night's game against the 49ers in Mexico City. Also want to mention, Cardinals have opened up the practice window for Marquise Hollywood Brown. Okay. He is eligible to play as quickly as Monday night, but might be playing with Colt McCoy as his quarterback. Willard and Dibbs, uh, we were talking Wiseman. I, I just, I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal that he's getting sent down to Santa Cruz to say this is as simple as, oh, he just needs some minutes. This is the number two overall draft pick, and this is year three. So the idea that the Warriors are all in on the future and James Wiseman's in Santa Cruz, these two things don't match right now. So to just sort of dismiss this as, you know, a moment in time, maybe it's that. I don't see it as that. Uh, let's go to the phone. Sophomore in Pacifica with Willard and Dibbs. Hey, sophomore, what are you doing? Hey, guys. Well, I started collecting Social Security while I was on hold, I think. Uh, look, you know, man. It's, uh, <laughs> while you can, because it might be going away. Busy around here, brother. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Uh, see, I think this thing with Weissman, you know, his trade value now is really low, right? Because he's not playing well at all or even regressing. But, you know, I, I've been there when I, was, when I was a young man trying to learn some skills. And when you have a boss, like, which is us fans, looking over your shoulder and criticizing everything you do, you can actually get the yips and regress. So I think he may be down in Santa Cruz for months, like Poole was. I don't expect him maybe to get to be as good at what he does as what Poole did. Uh, but, you know, watching the Warriors, watching the Warriors and Wiseman, you see how hard what these guys do is. You know, it's just freaking difficult. Well, there's, and, there's, there's no question. Yeah, no, sorry, go ahead, sophomore. Oh, yeah, just a, a, a last point is, look at Looney. Like, he was a solid NBA player a couple of years ago coming off injuries. But look how much more fluidly he moves now and how much he seems to be enjoying the game. And he's, what, 28 years old? It's taken him until now to well, really kind of show up as a baller. Absolutely, right? so. absolutely right. Look, nobody is saying, and I, I, I want to keep saying this, and thanks, sophomore, I... No way, no how does this mean James Wiseman's career is over or he's a bust or it's not going to work. However, this is a saying in the English language that we use a lot. Hell, there have been songs written about it. Timing 
is everything. The timing for James Wiseman may not work with the Golden State Warriors, okay? Unless you're willing to say, look, the last few years of Steph Curry's career, oh, well. And I don't think they're willing to say that. So uh, do you want to hang on to Wiseman in the hopes that two years from now or even three years from now, he's like a really, really good NBA piece? You could do that, and it may happen. But uh, would you rather forego taking that chance and, and, and maybe turning James and other pieces into something that can help the remainder of Steph Curry's career? I don't know. That, that feels to me like something most people would pick. Let's go to Ricky in San Jose. Hey, Ricky, uh, what's going on? What are you doing? I am working and not working at the same time. You're not working right now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of on the opposite end on the James Wiseman of Santa Cruz. Meaning what? Meaning that um, it doesn't really make sense that we have ideally the best developmental system in the entire NBA that's developed concrete and core players uh, for multiple NBA teams. Uh, so for us to use the best, the best support systems re- regarding a developmental system, I don't see that being an issue. Not just that, this boy needs some, just some runs. He needs some basic runs. We were just drooling over him during the summer league. That doesn't go away. That talent doesn't go away. He just needs some confidence, a little bit of buildup on that. I don't see him being there very long, a couple of weeks. I can see him dominating and coming back home. Okay, so Ricky, let's let's talk out a, a couple of things. First of all, the Warriors being great at development. Yes, they are. But where are their developmental people? Uh, many of them are in Santa Cruz. Um, and they don't want to spend all of their time at the NBA level at uh, development. The other comment, we were just drooling over him at Summer League a few months ago. Right. And this is a familiar story in basketball and, quite frankly, all sports. We drool over people at lower levels, and then it doesn't translate. Again, not saying this isn't going to translate over the long term, but you can drool over the summer league all you want. We watched James Wiseman in 13 basketball games or however many they actually have the courage to stick him in. He can't play at the NBA level right now. Like, that's my issue with James. It's not... Oh boy, they want to like tighten some screws with the he can't even play. Until they were up forty one, Mark, they he, didn't put him in. He cannot play at an NBA level in year three after being the number two pick in the draft. It's a problem. Stop telling me that's not a concern. And summer league that's huge. Summer league is summer league. And you're talking right. about either rookies and the best of the rookies might only play one game and then they're taken out. And the rest of those guys are players who will never play in the association. So I hope you can go to Summer League and dominate. And we've seen players dominate the Summer League and come out and not be able to, to do it in the regular season. And the thing that strikes me about James Wiseman is they couldn't put him in until they are up by 41, 41. points against San Antonio. So And then they it, came, yeah. and then he came in and the lead started to dwindle. <laughs> yeah, and they had to be like, <laughs> all right, Steph, you know, don't put ice on just yet. We yeah. may need you. I but, mean, I've drooled over Marco Luciano. We've drooled over Trey Lance in practice. Um, we do this. We, you know, I mean, even even in the the Kyler Murray Jimmy Garoppolo conversation we were having with uh, with with Bonte and Joe earlier today, and Lincoln Riley's name came up. I don't care what somebody does at Oklahoma. Why would I care what somebody does at Oklahoma? This got nothing to do with this. So whatever Wiseman did in the summer league, I get it. I understand his skill set. It's amazing. He's seven feet, and he can do things that very few human beings on planet Earth can do. 
doesn't mean it's going to translate to NBA success. Well, especially this team's Correct. NBA success. Good because point. the Warriors play more of a unique style than any other team in the association. And so James Wiseman might be able to be an NBA player for a different team that plays in a different way. But the way the Warriors play on both ends of the floor, switching everything one through five defensively, you need defensive awareness, lateral quickness, and all of the other things. And then offensively, you have to be able to play the pass and move kind of game. And right now, James Wiseman doesn't have that in his repertoire. Um, Colin Spadone brought something to us here just a couple of minutes ago. Ramona Shelburne, our good friend who's been on the show many times, and we'll see if we can get her on this week. She just dropped a huge feature on Clay Thompson. She just dropped a huge feature on Clay Thompson earlier this morning with regard to the comeback, everything that's taken place over the last two to three years of his career. And and a, a nugget in it from Steve Kerr. What exactly did he say, guys? So this is on the current Warriors core. So okay. you were talking about Steph, Clay, and Dre, right? Sure. That's, the, that's the core. This is his quote to Ramona Shelburne of ESPN. Quote, We know this isn't going forever. This could be the last year. Maybe next year is the last year. We're in the final stages. We know that. That's a crazy thing to say out loud to a, a reporter. Yeah. That's, 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 I mean, that's... I, it, He's basically saying that either <laughs> at the end of this year or the end of next year, Steph, Clay, and Dre won't all be together and that right. this thing... And maybe he's even intimating that, that he'll be gone or Bob Myers Who will knows? be gone. He's basically saying that this thing that they have, four titles in eight years, the six, dynasty. six visits to the finals in eight years, it's got one year, maybe two years left. Well, and I know this, so there's a few reactions right off the bat. There's some people that hear that quote and go, maybe last year was the last year, for all we know. Right. And so there's that. Here's the second part of it. Part of it is, well, that's obvious. They're getting older. But I think what Steve is saying, and it's an admission of what many of us have talked about, especially just in this last month, this idea that there is some sort of sunset and the three amigos are on horses and they the walk. Chevy Chase, right? Short, the three and, uh, amigos. Who, yeah, who, who's who was the third Steve amigo? Martin. Steve, Steve Martin. Martin Steve Martin. Martin. Exactly right. <laughs> Crystal. I'm, That's City Slickers, but. That's <laughs> a different one. Yeah, Martin this, Short. Yeah. Steve Martin. <laughs> Billy Crystal. He's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I knew I had uh, it. Too. Yeah. yeah, you had it. Martin Short, Chevy Chase, Chevy Steve Chase, Martin. Yeah, there was yeah, a funny scene in there where they were on the horse and Martin Short had a canteen. They were so thirsty and he. And it was sand. It was all sand. Or sand. Exactly. That was great. I just remember that video. Not pound sand. He poured sand. Look, look, I mean, I I don't know if it's Draymond Green (laughs) next year. Clay Thompson right now is sitting here with a couple years left on his deal shooting 30%. Like, we just got to. Steve Kerr is talking to a very trusted NBA insider in Ramona Shelburne and sharing what I think deep down we all know which is that one or both of them are not going to be on the Warriors for much longer. Wow. That's mean, just... That's mean just, Clay and or Draymond? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both yeah. even. It, Steve's just basically saying this thing. This thing yes. it, he says it's not going to go on forever. We know that. But right. then to, to put a timeline on it and say it could be the next year, could be the next two years, that gives the finality of it because Draymond, okay, this year, fine. He can opt in next year. Great. Clay Thompson, he's got this year and then next year and then he's up too. And, you know, makes me think about Steve Kerr himself. Yep. And maybe... Wow. It's hard for me to not think about Steve leaving at the same time as Steph, 
But if you coach two more years, title or no title, Steve Kirk and Walker. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 